Prepare your heart to receive another powerful message by David Harabedian, recorded live. So tonight we're going to be talking session two on hearing God, See? part two. Hearing God 25 different biblical ways. Say biblical ways. Biblical ways. There's plenty of biblical ways to hear God. You don't have to go outside the parameters of Scripture to hear God. Amen? Amen. So many people are going to 1-900 lines. Psychic lines. Witchcraft. Necromancy. Trying to raise voices from the dead to hear from God. You don't have to do it that way. There's plenty of ways to do it the biblical way. And the good news is this. When you do it within the parameters of Scripture, you're safe. When you do it outside the parameters of Scripture, it's a uh, penalty flag. Say penalty flag. Look at your neighbor and say, no penalty flags. The Apostle Paul said, I run the race according to the rules that I might receive the crown of life. That he's not disqualified. And there's a way to run the race according to the rules. And this is the Holy Ghost rule book, the B-I-B-L-E, the basic instructions before leaving earth. Now I want to share the importance of being able to hear the Lord's voice. The importance of being able to hear the Lord's voice is this. We are in relationship with the risen Savior. Jesus walks with us and He talks with us in the garden in the cool of the day. If you were to marry someone and they gave you a rule book on what they liked and didn't like and you read the book, you would know what pleased them and what didn't please them. However, if they never talked back after you were married, you said I do and they shut up forever, that would not be relationship. So He's given us the rule book Amen. But because he loves intimacy, he still talks Amen. today. That's good. All right. John 4.4 4 says, Man shall not live by, but by every word. Say every word. See, this is the Bible. And there's a lot of his word in here. But not every word he ever speaks is in the Bible. Say, hmm. But every word that he speaks will line up with the Bible. See the balance? Okay. We're not writing additional books. The book has been written. But he is still speaking just like your spouse after you got married still speaks. And that's intimacy. And intimacy could be broken up into the word into me you see. Amos 3.3 says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It proceeds and continues to proceed. Faith comes by hearing. hearing. You want true faith? It's about hearing His voice. See, you can read the said Word of God and when you're reading the said Word of God, God will cause something to lift out of what He said and it's the saying Word. So what's been said, He can cause it to come to life and it becomes that which he's saying. Oh, I like it. So let's say that somebody asked you to go deliver a word that on Thursday we're going to meet at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And we're going to meet at 7 o'clock at a specific location. Mm-hmm. 
And would you deliver that word to them on Wednesday so that we can meet on Thursday? That's a timely word. But what if you delivered that message on Friday? It wouldn't mean that the person who gave you the message didn't say it, but the fact that you didn't do it in the timely fashion means that that word is dead. It's not alive. That's why we have to learn to hear the voice of God. And tonight, in this session, we're going to talk about hearing God 25 different biblical ways. And we're going to learn the variety of ways in which our Lord speaks to us. Say variety. variety. God is the God of variety. He made black. He made white. He made red. He made yellow. Why? Because He loves variety. He loves varieties of personalities. He puts opposites together. That's right. Marriages are made in heaven. So is thunder and lightning. Right? Marriages are made in heaven. They're worked out on earth. That it might be done in earth as it is in heaven. And God will change your character through a good marriage relationship. He will also change your character through a bad marriage relationship. Amen Amen or ouch. So online we've got a book called Hearing God 25 Different Biblical Ways. Our our, our, Our paper cover is a different color. We're getting it matched up. But you can get this online on Kindle, Amazon Kindle. Uh, I think it's $1.99. You can download it to your iPad or whatever. But it's an excellent book. And as people are reading this book, they're learning to hear the Lord's voice. They're learning to recognize when it's God speaking. John 10.27 says, My sheep hear my voice, and another they will not follow. Notice he does not say, My lambs hear my voice. What is a lamb? It's a baby Sheep. See, all word and no spirit causes a person to dry up. All spirit and no word causes a person to blow up. A good measure of the word mixed with a good measure of the spirit causes a person to grow up in Christ. So look to your neighbor and say, I love you. It's time for you to grow up. (laughs) Amen. The bleeding of sheep. The key for every miracle. Wouldn't you like to know what is the key to the miraculous? It is simple. Turn with me, if you will, to Jesus' first miracle. John chapter 2. John chapter 2. This is the key to the miraculous. If you want to release the miraculous on the earth... You need not look forward, you need not look further than that which Jesus demonstrated as He released His first miracle in Cana at the wedding of Cana in Galilee when He turned water to grape juice. Oh, I'm sorry, water to wine. That's another doctrinal issue. Okay. Praise the Lord. Say there is liberty in the house. house. Look to your neighbor and say, ready for the new wine? Ready for the new wine. Yeah, amen. 
And John chapter 2, we're learning how to hear the voice. We're learning about the key to the miraculous. We're learning about relationship with the Lord. We're learning that God speaks so many ways biblically that you never have to leave the biblical ways of God to go outside of that and to get penalty flags, right? We can do it in a safe way, and God is the God of variety. It's never boring. If it's old to you the way He's speaking, say, God... I'm, I, you know, I'm just a little bit uh, bored with this. Can you spice it up a little bit? And he will. In fact, he kind of likes it when you do that. Because he's got so many things in his treasure chest that he wants to give you. He'll put a new one out and you will be excited for the next, you know, two, three weeks. And you want to share it with everybody. And as you're sharing it with everybody about the way God's speaking to you. People will look at you like you got five heads. <laughs> right? And then you go through some rejection issues which you drive you back on your knees with God. Mm-hmm. And you'll get healed in intimacy. Then you'll learn some wisdom before you go shoot your mouth off. Amen. Right? Amen. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Amen. Okay. John chapter 2. The key to releasing the miraculous is found in the story of Jesus at the wedding of Cana of Galilee. The first miracle that he does. Put on your seatbelts. And the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto them, They have no wine. Verse 4, And Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with this? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. You want to know what the key to the miraculous is? Hearing Jesus speak and doing whatever he tells you to do. The key to releasing miracles, the key to walking in the Spirit, the key to seeing manifestation of the power of God on earth as it is in heaven is simply this. Hearing and doing what He says. The key is this. Are you hearing Him? Wow. Oh, yeah. And if you're hearing Him, are you obeying Him? It's twofold. Hearing and obeying. Hearing and obeying. Hearing and obeying. And it's hearing and obeying the fresh word of the Lord. (laughs) And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. It's a lot of water. 20 to 30 gallons. And Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. When the Lord asks you to do something, do it up to the brim of what He tells you to do. Don't just do a little part of it. You remember when the disciples in Luke chapter 5 were told by Jesus, we fished all night, we've caught nothing. He says, cast out your nets. Plural. And they cast out a net. Singular. See, they obeyed part of the word. And they caught such a great drought of fishes, they were unable to bring it in with the net that they cast out there. So they had to call somebody in another ship to come over and help them, and they brought in a great load of fishes. See, here's the thing. When Jesus asks you to do something, do it to the brim. Come on. Do you know what partial obedience is? Disobedience. Disobedience. 
When he asks you to do something, do it with all your might. When David danced before the ark of the Lord, he danced with all his might. Feel the presence of God. Fill the water pots with water, verse 7, and they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out the water now. When Jesus tells you to do it now, do it now. When he tells you that those that wait upon the Lord, he'll renew the strength, don't do it. Wait. And waiting is not something you do in the corner watching the football game. Waiting is like a waiter would with his towel over his arm. Waiting, ready to go. The minute the master speaks, the minute a cup needs to be filled with water, you're there to fill it up. But don't hang out and fill up water that doesn't need to be filled. And don't be so far away off that when you're called, you're out of sorts because you're too busy multitasking with other things. Those that wait upon the Lord. Lord, what do you need? See, Mary was at the feet of Jesus. She was receiving the Word of God. Martha was out doing works. She wasn't waiting upon the Lord. She was busy. Right. She was making Galilean fish sandwiches for Jesus that He did not order. Mary, on the other hand, did the greater part, Jesus said. She was at His feet hearing His voice, hearing the Master speak. If the Master had said unto her, Mary, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, would you please get up and get me something to eat and drink? Do you think Mary would have said, oh no, I'm just here and I'm taking you know, notes because I want to teach seven points in a poem and I want to teach... No, she would have instantly shot up and gone. She was waiting upon the Lord for a command to come. Martha, on the other hand, was upset with her because she wasn't busy with busy work. When Jesus went to the grave where Lazarus lay in, Luke, in John chapter 11... Martha came to him and she came in an accusatory tone. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. You know, when you ask a question to Jesus accusatorily, he never answers you what you want. When you ask a question to Jesus inquisitively, he always answers you. When somebody comes up and says to you, something in an inquisitive manner, it's a different spirit. Yes, yes. Yeah, it is. When they come in an accusatory manner, it's another spirit. You can ask the same question in the same words with an inquisitive spirit curious to know and get a wonderful answer from a person. You can ask that same question in an accusatory spirit and they'll talk crazy back to you. Right? So Martha in John 11, her brother is dead. Mary's brother is also dead. When she gets there, she runs out with her dead works. And she says, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And she was upset, and rightfully so. But she did it out of emotion, not out of hearing God. And one of the things that will keep you from hearing God is your idols 
and your emotion. your emotion. Sometimes you have to settle down in the presence of the Lord. You have to pray through the veil of the flesh, through the veil of the soul, to where you can hear the voice of the Lord, that still small voice of the Master's. And one of the reasons you and I don't hear the voice of the Lord is because of all the other voices of the world that are clamoring for our attention, including the voice of our own soul, the voice of our own flesh, the voice of the world, the voice of the devil, and the voice of the dead. You say, the voice of the dead? I'm going to tell you how it's the voice of the dead. You've been necromancing. What do you mean, David? You've been necromancing. I'm a Christian. I'm not a necromancer. I don't speak with the dead. Yes, you do. Because you're crucified with Christ. It's no longer you that live, but it's Christ Jesus who lives in you. Anytime you listen to the voice of your dead flesh, that old nature, you're necromancing. And that's why you're not hearing the voice of the Lord. When you're driving down the road and somebody drives by you and cuts you off in traffic and you go to give them the Hawaiian good luck sign, you're necromancing, listening to the voice of your flesh which is supposed to be dead. Come on. Crucified with Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen or ouch. Amen. So when we're talking about necromancing, you can do it in a wrong way. You can go to a spiritist or a medium and you can get penalty flags like Saul did and lost his kingdom and ended up suicidal. Get away from the 1-900 psychic lines. That's second heaven prophets. Get into the third heaven where everything's accurate 100% of the time and not just hit and miss and it doesn't cost you $3.99 a minute with Jesus either. You wonder what happened to your cell phone bill with Verizon or T-Mobile or AT&T. You're like, how did it end up $1,000 this month? What happened? Somebody on my plan has been necromancing. They've been off with spiritists and mediums. You know, one of the reasons why people in the church go to that type of stuff is because their church doesn't have the real prophetic in it. People aren't hearing from the Lord and speaking the, the, the mind and the heart of the Father. Mm-hmm. We call them non-profit organizations. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Draw out now, verse 8, John chapter 2, verse 8, and bear unto the governor, the leader of the feast, and they bear it unto him. Verse 9, And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, say transformation. Transformation. Hearing the Father's voice, hearing the voice of the Lord, hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit will transform a situation from a normal, bland situation of simple water into the richest wine that's so pleasing to your palate and soothes your soul. In an instant. He can take a sickness situation and turn it to hell. He can take a situation where you're fearful and scared half to death when you walk into your prayer closet, one word from heaven, you come out bold as a lion. It's all about hearing the Master speak. Are you hearing? When I was a child, I thought as a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. So here's the thing. When I was a lamb, not a sheep, when I was a lamb, I thought as a lamb, I spoke as a lamb. I bleated like a lamb. 
But when I became a sheep, I put away lambish things. It's time to grow up in the Lord. We're coming upon perilous times. A friend of mine named Corin, a dear sister in the Lord, one night she had a dream. And in the dream, she saw a minefield before her. And in the dream, the Lord had revealed where the mines were at. And because she could see them by the gift of the Spirit, she was able to lead a troop on through the minefield safely. Now, they couldn't see them because she was operating in a gift to be able to see through the ground in this dream or vision that she had. On another night, she approached the minefield and she had the group with him. And the Lord says, now I want you to learn how to hear my voice, not just to see what I'm showing you. And she said, what am I to do, Lord? He says, have everybody behind you follow you step for step. Have them step exactly where you step and not to deviate. Their job is to follow you and your job is to follow me. The Apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. How did he follow Christ? He heard His voice. How did he write two-thirds of the New Testament? He heard His voice. How did he perform miracles, signs, and wonders? He heard the Master's voice. It's all about relationship. I just keep hearing in my spirit, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. Put off the old nature and put on the new, which is renewed in knowledge. And as she looked, she said, but Lord, I can't see what you showed me last time. He said, I want you to trust me. See, another word for faith is trust. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Trust comes by hearing God speak. One word from heaven changes everything in an instant. One word from heaven changes the situation because all heaven backs the word that he's spoken. Not the word that he's spoken in writing that tells us it's in line with the scriptures. Let me clarify what I just said. This is the word of God. It is immovable, unshakable. But when God takes the said word and he brings it alive, it's the saying word and it's a now word, it's a rhema word. And it releases action in the earth so that it might be done in earth as it is in heaven. Anyway, as she was walking, this is what the Lord told her. I want you to take three steps forward and stop. She said, Lord, she says, all these people are in my train. And if I make a mistake, it could affect them negatively. He said, are you willing to accept the responsibility to go to the next level? See, hearing the voice of the Lord isn't just about you. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not just about you. It's about those around you. <coughs> See, like a mother hen protects her brood, mm-hmm. and she doesn't just walk out into traffic if she's a wise hen. You don't just walk out into traffic without looking both ways. And you don't lead the sheep or lead the lambs unless you're hearing the shepherd's voice. Mm-hmm. Have you been hearing his voice? My sheep. Hear my voice, Jesus says, and another they will not follow. Anyway, as she stepped out, she took three steps forward. 
And then she had to wait for him to speak again. And then he said, take one step to the right. She took one step to the right. And he says, now take two more steps forward. She took two more steps forward and everybody was following her. In the line, step by step, she says, do not deviate. And through this, she had to stop again. He said, now take two more steps forward and two more to the left. And she did and everybody followed. And they made it through the minefield to the other side. See, God is wanting us to be trained up in such a way that we hear His voice so accurately that we can lead others through a spiritual minefield. You know, the economy crashed around the world in 2008, didn't it? Everything shifted. What if people in the church had learned how to hear the voice of the Lord before the economy crashed? What if pastors had proclaimed from the pulpit, let me share with you what the Lord spoke to me that's getting ready to happen in this country. And you need to take your money out of hard assets such as real estate because it's going to drop 40 and 50% over the next three years. Let me help walk you through the spiritual minefield of the economy that's about to happen. What if people could hear the voice accurately and they would tell you, that doesn't witness in my spirit on that relationship deal, that business deal. I don't think you should go out tonight with that group of people. And they all end up in a mess, locked up, car accident, there was a disaster, a fire at the place, and you and your children are attending their funeral instead of you attending your own children's funeral. Because you're a mother hen protecting the brood. You're a shepherd protecting the sheep and the lambs. Peter, do you love me, Jesus said. Feed my sheep. What are you going to feed them? It's manna hot off the press that makes a difference. See, people don't fall asleep in a service when it's manna hot off the press. But they will fall asleep when it's day-old donuts coming from the pulpit, rolling them on out there. Some six-foot icicle in a silver suit, his shiny shoes, slick hair, and his words don't make it past the third pew. Although it's got nice homiletics and hermeneutics. Got some letters behind the name. None of them are Jesus. Amen. Heaven's not backing him, but the denominational headquarters are. The Holy Spirit doesn't show up, we still got a pretty good show. In the first century church, if the Holy Spirit didn't show up, all Christian activity would cease instantly. Sadly, I'm concerned that if the Holy Spirit doesn't show up or if He leaves the earth tomorrow, almost all Christian activity would continue on unabated without Him and people wouldn't know the difference. Because they can't hear the voice. They know something's not right, but they don't know what it is. And the ruler of the feast, verse 9 in John 2, when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, he knew not whence it was come from, parenthetically, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom. And he saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse... They put out, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. Jesus always saves the best wine for the last. If the book of Acts is not the best wine that he's saving for the last, what do we have coming? 
28 chapters in the book of Acts, it's some good stuff, isn't it? The blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk. The gospel is preached unto the poor. The dead are raised. Demons come out. The whole world in that area is evangelized in signs and wonders and powers and miracles and diverse gifts of the Holy Ghost, dreams and visions. People are hearing the voice of the Lord. They come out of dead religion. They're lowered out of a basket in the city. They're in perils with countrymen. And, I mean, it's exciting. They go through a famine in the land. Abigus talks to Paul. This is some exciting stuff. But I've got news for you. That's a Presbyterian picnic compared to what's getting ready to happen as the glory of God rests upon the earth. There's no amen at the end of chapter 28 in the book of Acts. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It all ends with amen. But when you get to the book of Acts, there's no amen. Do you know why? Because we're in Acts chapter 29 right now. And the Holy Spirit is writing it. Living epistles through your life and your lifestyle. And the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And Jesus said, greater works will you do than I because I go to the Father. Peter's shadow healed the sick. Jesus' shadow never healed. But it was Jesus' shadow in Peter. He's looking for a few good men and a few good women who will say, here I am, Lord. Send me. Verse 11, this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth His glory and His disciples believed on Him. The key to releasing the miraculous. Hearing and doing. Hearing and doing. Hearing and doing. Now I want to point something out. There is a thing called the law of first mention in Scripture. The first time something is mentioned in Scripture, we've referred to it as a law of first mention. The first miracle, and this was the beginning of miracles, that Jesus did. So the law of first mention creates a standard. All right. That's right. So how did Jesus do the miracle? He employed somebody else to obey his voice. He said, go get water pots. Mm -hmm. Jesus hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, Hebrews 13.8. And the same way He did the first miracle, He worked with man. He does the same thing today. He'll ask you to do something, and as you do what He tells you to do, He releases the miracle. When He says to you, lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. You lay the hands on and He does the healing. When He tells you to preach the gospel, you do the preaching, He does the saving. When you speak the prophetic word at His unction, you obey and speak what He's told you to speak, He brings to pass that which has been spoken. Here's where we get into trouble. Jesus is looking for somebody to agree with Him on the earth so that it might be done in earth as it is in heaven. Have you been agreeing? Or have you been waiting for Him to do it without you? It's not the biblical way. See, because God has set it up this way. Now, if I was God, I would have done it differently. But there's a lot of things that I'd have done differently. In fact, 
when I played God, I did it differently. My best thinking got me 22 years. Okay, so I'm glad I'm not God. You're glad I'm not God. So let's get back to how God does it. Let's do it God's way and we get God results. When we do it the Bible way, we get Bible results. When we do it the church way, we get church results. Mm. Say, mm. See, church kids don't get many results. Kingdom kids do. Okay, amen. Amen. Church kids don't get many results. They may get some benefits. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The crumbs that fall for the master's table. Mm -hmm. They get a healing there, a healing there, but then when the, master, the man of God goes up on the mountain for 40 days seeking the Lord for relationship, to learn how to hear His voice, to write the emblems of the Word of God on the Ten Commandments. Mm. Good. The church kids are out getting drunk and having an orgy. Word? Word. 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 Word? See, God said this in, in the book of Psalms, Psalms 103.7, God made known His ways to His servant Moses. He made His acts known to the children of Israel. See, if you just know His acts, you're a church kid. And you're going to get some of the manna. You're going to see some of the miracles. You're going to see the pillar of fire by night and the pillar of cloud by day. You're going to get delivered from the fiery serpents, but you're always going to need a man of God or a woman of God who can hear accurately to get you delivered. Mm. But if you know His ways, if you hear His voice, if you're able to distinguish His voice from all the other voices of the world, mm -hmm. you won't need a man of God because you are a man of God and you're connected with the God-man right. named Jesus Christ. And His ways, if you know them, will cause His acts to flow through you to the people. Say next level. Next level. New level? New level. New devil. Are you ready to tackle a new level of devil? Look at your neighbor and say, you're about to be promoted. <laughs> Why was Peter able to walk on water? Because he said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. And Jesus says, come. The other 11 couldn't walk on water because he didn't tell them to come. It wasn't a corporate word. It was a singular word for one of the 12. See, you can get a singular word that will get you up out of the boat with the other 11 that you're hanging out with because you've heard from Jesus. Hold on. And then you can get caught up in the circumstances around you in the fog of the mess of the world, take your eyes off Jesus, sink, and look worse than the other 11. Mm, come on. Mm. Come on. But who was preaching the gospel on the day of Pentecost when 3,000 got saved? Was it the 11 in the boat safe and secure? Or was it the one that stepped out in faith at the voice of the oh, Lord? Do you see how exciting it is to hear the voice of the Lord and obey? One word from heaven changes everything. You can be in a conversation with somebody. You're talking. It's a secular conversation. There's, it's, 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 not, it's not sinful. It's just dead. It's just, you're talking about the Chiefs. <laughs> or Green Bay. I don't want to make this case specific to one losing team. Okay. Anyway, long story short. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit will quicken you to something. You'll hear His voice. He'll say, ask them about this. And when you ask them about this, or He'll say, bring up this matter. Or introduce me into the conversation. 
You do it in that moment and the atmosphere changes. Mm -hmm. Say transformation. transformation. He'll turn that water, that vanilla experience, that normal, that ubiquitous, always available experience into wine in an instant when they taste of it. You'll be able to flip the switch. You'll know when to fold them, when to hold them, when to walk away, and when to run. Amen? And it's all about hearing the voice of the Master. And He walks with me and He talks with me and He tells me I am His own. What a joy we share as we tarry there. None other has ever known. Hold on to that. We're going to play that at the end. That was a precursor. That was an appetizer. It was an appetizer. We're going to flow in that thing at the end. And God's going to begin to touch lives. We're going to get in now to the 25 ways in which God speaks. Notice the 25 ways are biblical ways. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God changes not. Man shall not live by bread, but by every word that proceedeth in the King James. The word proceedeth means to proceed and to continue and to proceed. Right? Throughout the Old Testament, they hearkened unto the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord. Everything happened by the voice of the Lord. God spoke by dream. He spoke by vision. He spoke by prophet. He spoke by Urim and Thummim. He spoke by the still small voice. He spoke in these different ways. And every one of them is in the Bible. So stay in the parameters of Scripture in the safe zone. And just because somebody thinks you're outside the parameters of Scripture because God's spoken into you, to you in a way that He hasn't spoken to them doesn't make you wrong if you can show it in the verses. Mm -hmm. And so when you hear somebody say, a messenger angel came to me, well, God doesn't do that anymore. Well, He sure does here. Let us test the spirits to see if this thing's of the Lord. All right. And what did the messenger angel say? He said, I am sent by Jesus Christ of Nazareth who came in the flesh and He has spoken unto me to come... You see that lines up with Scripture. Mm -hmm. Verses, I came by hocus pocus <laughs> and hocus pocus. What is that? You know, what did He tell you to do? He told me to divorce my wife and marry yours. No, that is not the Lord. <laughs> right? You preach that? You know, because some people think they've heard the voice of the Lord and that ain't the Lord. And the only reason people obey a demon when they speak is because they're in agreement with the demon. The number one reason why people are deceived is because they want to be deceived. For this cause will God send them strong delusion that they might believe a lie and be damned because they receive not the love of the truth. Truth is a person. His name is Jesus. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Yes. Can two walk together except they be agreed? You want to know how to walk with the devil? Just get no agreement with him. You want to know how to walk with God? Disagree with the devil? Start agreeing with God. Hallelujah. It's really that simple. Seven reasons that people don't hear. I'm going to tell you the seven reasons people don't hear. Unrepentant sin will keep you from hearing. Because you'll want to hear what your idols have to say. God tells you to clean up your act. You're like, I don't have to do that. I don't want to let go of my sin. Unbelief? Well, that couldn't have been God. Number three, feelings of unworthiness? 
Why would God speak to me? Because He loves you. He died for you on a cross 2,000 years ago. He gave His life blood for you. Number four, unforgiveness. Unforgiveness will keep you from hearing from God. So just go ahead and forgive everybody tonight as we move in to prepare ourselves to begin to hear the voice of the Master because there's some minefields ahead of us that are coming on America. And God wants to show you how to navigate the minefield, not just for you, but to get you through it with other people in your train safely. Anger towards God will keep you from hearing. Talked with a woman today. She said to me, she said, I was so angry at God, I stopped talking to Him. She said, but in the midst of everything, I'd find myself talking to Him again. I mean, oh, I'm not talking to you. I said, that's how you know you're born again and you're saved. You know, we all go through things where we kind of, you know, don't get angry at the only one who can do anything about it. That's like you want a presidential pardon and you're, up with, you're upset with the president. Well, write him a nasty letter, see what he does for you. It doesn't make sense. King of the universe, all power and authority is given unto him and you're not going to talk to him. She said she got over her anger and God began to move. Anyway, the number six reason is fear. Fear will keep you from hearing from the Lord because fear is a spirit. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. So if you'll break ties with fear and get back into agreement with peace, the shalom, the prince of peace, you'll begin to hear. And the seventh thing is idolatry. Well, David, what is idolatry? I'm glad you asked. Idolatry is anything that you've set up ahead of the Lord. Your, your football team can be an idol. I can't go to church on Sunday because I've got to watch my, my team. Well, no, you can't go to church on Sunday because you're playing scores around the league. You've got a gambling problem too. Oh, no, David, I don't gamble. I'm a Christian. Yeah, but you've got fantasy football. Well, that's different. I mean, that's just a... What has occupied your mind that has kept you from the presence of God that would keep you from hearing the Master speak? Is there any game more exciting than the game of the kingdom to win souls, plunder hell, populate heaven? After you've done that, watch the game. But don't watch the game in place of that. Do you see the difference? It's not the game, it's what's taking preeminence. Your children can be your idols. I hear wonderful, loving parents exalt their children and say, I do everything for my children. And by extension, they're living a vicarious high through their children's accomplishments. Instead of, I do everything for Jesus and look what He's done with my children as a byproduct of that. If Jesus tells you to go to the soccer game, go to the soccer game. If Jesus tells you not to go to the soccer game and go preach to your neighbor the gospel or bring them a plate of cookies with some anointing oil in them. (laughs) Or whatever He says to you to do. Do it. Just do it. 25 different ways in which God speaks. The first way He speaks most commonly is in quickenings. He will quicken the Scriptures and make them alive. Turn with me to Psalms 119. Is this fun tonight? Psalms 119, the longest psalm in the Bible. 
If your children say, well, how much do I have to read before I get to go out with my friends? Just one psalm. Just one psalm. Okay, just one psalm. Yeah, just Psalm 119. 176 verses. I tell you what, if you really want those Nike Air Max shoes that are $160 so you can be like all the other children, I will get them for you under one condition. I just need to, you to memorize one psalm out of the scriptures. Because Psalms 119 is what you'll memorize for me to get you those $160 shoes because it's got 178 verses in it and with tax, it's about a dollar per verse. But what if I can only memorize half? Well, I'll get you one shoe. When you memorize the other half, you can wear the other one. There's a lot of fun ways you can get your children into the Word of God. Don't just give them stuff and spoil them. Cause them to have a mindset of achievement and accomplishment so when they wear their shoes, they paid a price to have the best because they gave you their best. And meet them at their point of need. If they have a certain ability, put that benchmark there first and work them into Psalms 119. You may just have to start them with John 10.35 on Scripture memory first. And Jesus wept. Well done. You've learned it. John 11.35, I think that is, yeah. And Jesus wept. Shortest verse in the Bible. Yeah. Work them towards Psalms 119. <laughs> have fun with your kids. Don't just give them everything. They'll have an entitlement mentality. And then they'll rebel against you when you're walking through the aisle and you don't give them a toy every time. You might have to give them a little something else. Well. A little laying on hands. <laughs> Maybe you have to lay them hands on that blessed assurance. And they'll be saying, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste. Oh, glory, divine. glory divine. Glory. Be led by the Spirit. There's 25 ways in which God speaks. We're going to go through a few tonight. We may do the rest on another week. But Psalms 119, verse 25, says this. I'm just going to start in verse 9. Wherewith shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed thereunto, according to the word. With my whole heart, Psalms 119.10, With my whole heart have I sought you, O Lord. Let not me wander from your commandments. Verse 11, Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. I'm going to tell you the most common way that God speaks is by quickening you or bringing to remembrance His word that you've hidden in His heart. When I get ready to go do something, say, Lord, what's wisdom here? He quickens me by the Word of God that I've hidden in my heart. Amen. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah, the Word does say that. Amen. Somebody will be speaking, yeah. and when they speak, the Word of God is quickened to me. I'm like, that lines up with Scripture. That's and I, my, amen. amen. Somebody will speak, and it'll be like, the Holy Spirit will say something. I'll be like, well, the Scripture says this. Well, that's not biblical. Right. That's right. not in line with Scripture. You want to learn wisdom? Read Proverbs. Yes. The people in Proverbs are such a variety. And when you read Proverbs, the Holy Spirit will speak to you about your friends. He'll say, that's a Proverbs 31 woman. He'll say, that's an adulterous woman. 
Amen, Amen or ouch? Amen. Hallelujah, heretic. So here's the thing. When you read the Word, God will show you who your friends are. Wow. When I read Proverbs, the Lord will bring people into my mind that I've had encounters with, both good, bad, and ugly, and He'll show me what kind of person it is. And He'll show me the person on how to deal with them. He'll show me how to respond to them instead of react. Amen. Jesus never reacted. Amen. He only acted or responded, but He never reacted. Because uh -huh. if the devil can get you to react, He's in control. Yeah, He's got you. And the only reason you react is there's something in you that's in common with Him. Well, that's a whole other sermon. Okay, Psalms 119.25. We've got to get the Word in us before He can speak to get the Word back out of us. One time I was listening uh, in a dream and I was hearing the Lord's voice. I was a young Christian. And the Lord will kind of work you up in levels of understanding. Because every new level, there's a new level of devil, right? So at the, at the elementary level, you've got elementary level devils. You've got some dumb demons, right? But since you're not real wise, they're pretty tricky. Then, you know, five or six years later, somebody comes to you and says, Oh, well, you know, I heard the voice of the Lord say that. That's, that's a low-level demon. That's not even, you know, you just, here, let me pray for you. Get off that. You know, but at the time, you're like, Oh. I think it's the Lord. Right? But the more word you get in you, the more relationship you have in you, the less you're deceived by these low-level devils. So anyway, I'm, I'm asleep and I have a, have a dream and the enemy speaks in my ear. And he speaks something to me and it doesn't really witness in my spirit. And I said, well, that's not true because the Word of God says something different. And the, the enemy said, oh yes, for God made weeds on the fourth day. And I'm like, huh? I woke up and I'm looking in Genesis on the fourth day. God never made weeds. But that devil was trying to get you to smoke some weed or something. I don't know. But the point is this. He tried to quote the word. But if I had just believed the enemy at his word, I might have believed the other lie that he told me. But he was a low-level devil because he didn't even know the Bible. <laughs> A high-level devil will know the Bible. Come on now. And he'll be in the pulpit real slick. A high-level devil will tell you if you're the Son of God. Make this stone bread. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord. See, Jesus already knew to quote from Deuteronomy 8. All those passages he quotes from Deuteronomy. You think the Old Testament's not important? You want to overcome the devil? Read the Pentateuch. Read Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. You'll be strong against the enemy. Yes. The devil came to him. If you're the son of God, bow down and worship me. Jesus responded with the word. For it is written. See, you don't battle the devil with your experience. If you try to get into the arena of reason and battle the enemy with your experience, you'll lose every time. Stay in the arena of faith and battle him with the word of God. And when he says something to you, say no, for it is written. And then the enemy comes and quotes the word of God to Jesus. He takes him up on the high pinnacle of the temple. He says, if you're the Son of God, throw yourself down. Do something.
fantastic in front of the people. Move into full-time ministry. Get their attention. Do something sensational. Throw yourself off for it is written. He will command his angels regarding you lest you dash your foot against a stone to pick you up. You'll float on down. Big crowd will gather. You get to prove you're the son of God. But Jesus said, for it is also written, tempt not the Lord thy God. Test not the Lord thy God. See, sometimes a smart devil will come and quote the word to you, but it's out of context. And a text out of context is a pretext to proof text. Sometimes people proof text the scriptures and they go and they find all the verses on a certain thing, but it's out of context. And they come and they try to bend God's ear to make him do something that's in his word with their proof texting. But it doesn't work. It doesn't move God. You know why? Because the sum of thy word is truth. And if you don't do it in context, you'll miss God. That's a little side note, footnote 23 in this message. <laughs> Verse 25. The psalmist says this, My soul cleaveth, cleaveth unto the dust. He's in a bad situation. It's a dry moment. And he says this, Quicken thou me according to thy word. What is it to quicken? It means to make alive. Have you ever heard where somebody's cut to the quick? That means it went to the blood. The life is in the blood. And when the scriptures are quickened, they're made alive, all of a sudden you go from a dry, dusty experience into a river of joy. You enter the prayer closet, dry. But if there's a point where God speaks, the river of life begins to flow and you come revived. And you come out refreshed. Mm -hmm. And people say, what happened to you? Said, I've been with Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 50, if you will. This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word has quickened me. When his word comes and quickens, it makes you alive. Verse 107, I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy word. Whatever your situation is, if you'll open the Bible, he'll cause things to be quickened in your spirit. He'll cause scripture to lift off the page. That's the first way and most common way God speaks. When you talk with somebody and they tell you that God is speaking to them all the time, yet they don't know the word, mm -hmm. you have to question the origin of that voice. Mm -hmm. And you ask them, well, why don't what you say, what, what you say doesn't line up with Scripture? Mm -hmm. Oh, that old dusty book, I don't read that thing, I've moved on. Get away from that person. Run. 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 And the person who says, I'm always in the word, but they never hear God speak, get away from them, that's a Pharisee. They're into bibliolatry. What's bibliolatry? Bibliolatry is when you only read the word, you've never heard his voice, and you worship the Bible instead of the God of the Bible. Uh -oh. Whoa! Yeah. Come on. They don't believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Word. Oh. <laughs> Yet the Holy Spirit wrote the Word. Amen. And Jesus is the Word made flesh. Oh, wow. And if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. Okay. We need to be quickened by the Holy Spirit to be able to understand the Word. We need Him to breathe on us and make it alive. 
Breathe on us and make us alive. Quicken us. Revive us, O oh Lord. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to touch on one more. There's unctions of the Holy Spirit, 1 John 2.20, but you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. Both these passages are from the King James Version. And they're obviously in other versions as well, but I'm highlighting them from the King James. So if you're reading from another translation, you're like, what is David talking about? Quickenings and unctions. That's in the King James. Mm -hmm. The word unction really means an anointing. Mm -hmm. You have an anointing. What is an anointing? It's God on flesh doing only what God can do. Mm -hmm. Perceivings, Acts 27.10. Paul perceived in his spirit that the trip on the ship with the 276 passengers would not be without trouble and much harm and damage and lading of the ship. And then later on he had a messenger angel visit him, a higher level revelation. See, sometimes you have a perceiving. Sometimes you have an unction. Sometimes you have a quickening. There's different levels of revelation when God speaks. Sometimes it's a quickening. Sometimes it's a still small voice. Sometimes it's a messenger angel. Sometimes it's Jesus appearing Himself. And when you share with somebody that the Lord is speaking to you or that the Lord has spoken, never misrepresent the level of the Lord's voice speaking in your life to them. Say, you know, I perceive or I sense mm -hmm. or I heard the still small voice of the Lord mm -hmm. or I heard the audible voice of the Lord or I had a messenger angel come to me or Jesus appeared to me and these are the things He spoke. Mm -hmm. But if you had a quickening or a perceiving, don't say an angel appeared. It's a misrepresentation. And this is where people get weird. Let the Holy Spirit confirm it. You don't have to be the, the fourth person. Holy Ghost Jr. That position is taken. Okay? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. No Holy Ghost Jr. Not a quartet. Okay? So if you'll just communicate to people in a real way how you heard and what you heard and you don't have to attach thus saith the Lord you don't have to say thus saith the Lord of hosts the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and if thou obeyest not this word that cometh forth from my lips hallelujah, amen, glory thou shalt die today I have some people call me with some crazy words. And I'm like, well, if I'm still alive this time tomorrow, then certainly the mouth of the Lord has not spoken through you. And then you'll be repenting, correct? You will see with your own eyes. Mark my words. I have. I've written them down. I'll send you an email. And I've also carbon copied your friends. Oh, you don't want me to do that. Oh, you want to keep this between us? Okay, we'll give it 24 hours. I'll repent if I'm wrong. Oh no, you'll be attending my funeral. You get some crazy words from some people. Okay? Parking lot prophecies. If somebody won't allow you to record them when they prophesy for that thing to be judged, 
Get away from them. If they're not under authority of somebody who's reputable in the kingdom, get away from them. If they're frogs, what's a frog? They church hop. Oh yeah, they church hop. They're in the book of Revelation, the three frogs. They go from church to church to church. You ever get a prophetess? or a pro it's, it's common with the prophetesses. Jezebel shows up from church to church to church and she's always got a word for everybody causing division and strife. Hates male authority. Been wounded somewhere down the line. She church hops, gets a coven to follow her around. Always wears the nicest clothes. Well, you know, they show up in all kinds of things, but you, you know what I'm talking about. And you ask them who they're in submission to, and they are always got somebody that's wounded them, somebody's done them wrong, somebody didn't obey the word. And then they got a mixture, a familiar spirit is on them, and there's some words that are confirmed. Because they do have a real gift and a real calling, and most of them are born again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With baggage. Come on, man. Enough Samsonite luggage for a whole family. <laughs> and you know the problem with that Samsonite luggage is that stuff never wears out. You got to throw that oh, stuff yeah. away. And you got to do it at the cross of Calvary. Glory We're learning to hear the voice of the Lord. I see we'll have another session with this when we get to the 25 ways. The good news is you can download it online. Hearing God 25 different biblical ways on Amazon.com. You can also get it off DavidHarabedian.com or even Eagle Heart Fellowship. You look closely, you might be able to find it free on a download. It's up there sometimes. You hit it right. And if you buy it, it'll just end up buying Bibles. So don't feel bad either way. You're either going to get it for free and you're going to learn how to hear His voice. Amen. And you're going to pay a small token for it. And you're going to bless somebody in prison with at least a few pages of a Bible. Amen. If you really want to bless somebody, donate $25. They'll get a leather-bound Bible with all the lights, bells, and whistles. And you might hit a Holy Ghost lottery. One of those Bibles might go into the prison and turn somebody into a man or a woman of God that comes out in a ministry's birth that goes unto the nations and you will partner with Jesus. And the water will be turned to wine. Zenobia hit it. And... This has been another powerful teaching by David Herabedian. For additional resource material, visit the shop link at davidherabedian.com.